Hey, 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 this is Ace in the Place podcast. I am your host, Ace, and today is Monday, January the 17th. Welcome, welcome to the place. It is, we are observing Dr. Martin Luther King Jr.'s birthday today. I want to say happy belated birthday to Dr. King. His birthday is actually January the 15th, and we are observing it today. Not only is it Dr. Martin Luther King Jr.'s birthday, it is the one-year anniversary for Ace in the Place podcast. Thank you. Thank you. I am so excited. If this is your first time listening to this platform, I want to go over just um, a few things about this podcast. And for those of you who have been here this entire year, thank you for the support. Thank you for the love. You mean so much to me. So here on this this podcast, uh, the purpose is for self-improvement and self-growth. What I do here is I take um, entertainment news, politics, and topics, and we I, dis- I dissect those topics and I try to relate them to our everyday lives and how we can use certain situations in order to grow and to understand what self-love looks like, what purpose looks like, so that we can grow and be the best versions of ourselves. And I started this platform because I am, I'm on that journey myself. And I, I, I recognize the purpose for my purpose for uh, helping other people. And so this podcast is a part of that here. I have done some community, some things in the community. I started a community garden last year. That's something I've never done before. And it was an extreme challenge. I didn't even share everything I went through with that process, but it was my first time doing it. And I was proud to see some things through with that and trying to help the community and and so yes, this platform we I I am proactive. I try to get out here and make a difference in people's lives, not only with you know talking with you all every week, but actually getting out here in the streets of Chicago and trying to make an impact. Because there are some things that I will be having coming up this year, and just uh, giving you all information on, again, how to be the best version of yourselves, even if you're not sure what that looks like, you can just come here and just watch me figure it out. I'm okay with that too. So please tell a family, tell a friend, tell a loved one, a coworker about this podcast. A part of one of my goals for this year is to really um, grow this platform and to touch more people and try to help more people And so I'm going to need y'all help with that. I'm just being honest. Tell someone, share it on social media. If you want to get get in contact with me on social media, I'm on Facebook. I am on Instagram. Instagram is aceboogie, A-C-E-B-O-O-G-Y, 86. You can look me up there. Uh, I'm on Snapchat, acelewis30, and Facebook is Amanda C. Lewis. So you can connect with me on those platforms. Please like and share this podcast with anyone you see fit. So instead of us going over, you know, a bunch of things that we've heard or we know about Dr. Martin Luther King Jr., today I thought that I would speak about um, his family. 
So the King family says holiday is no cause for celebration. Long known as a holiday dedicated to service, a day on, not a day off. This Martin Luther King Jr. Day is taking on a renewed significance as voting rights legislation faces seemingly insurmountable hurdles in Congress. Be engaged right now. It is about protecting, preserving, and expanding voting rights, Martin Luther King III told CBS News. We're calling for celebration without legislation, his wife, Andrea Waters King, added. We can't celebrate Martin Luther King Jr. without having the legislation, the counterstone of his legacy, the counterstone of our democracy, solidified. The couple and their 13-year-old daughter, Yolanda Renee King, were capping a weekend of mobilization that included a march in Phoenix Saturday with a peace walk in Washington, D.C. Monday. The King family is being joined by a coalition of more than 180 groups and congressional leaders. We have seen what happens when the White House puts its full weight behind an issue, Waters King said referring to the passage of the bipartisan infrastructure bill last year. What we also are saying to the president and Congress is that you deliver for bridges, now deliver for voting, whatever it takes to get that done. The pressure campaign comes as the Senate canceled its recess to debate federal voting rights legislation Tuesday. Last week, the House passed on an omnibus bill that coupled the Freedom to Vote Act and the John Lewis Voting Rights Advancement Act. The joint package could implement national voting standards and restore key provisions of the 1965 Voting Rights Act. If the right to vote is the cornerstone of our democracy, then how can we in good conscience allow for a situation in which the Republican Party can debate and pass voter suppression laws at the state level with only a simple majority vote, but not allow the United States Senate to do the same. At least 19 states have passed 34 laws curtailing voter access according to the Brennan Center for Justice. Restrictions range from limiting the availability of drop boxes to imposing stricter voter ID requirements and banning the distribution of snacks and waters to voters waiting in line. It is scary, very scary, that I have less voting rights than I did when I was born, says Yolanda King, who can't vote yet, but worries about the impact on young people. Senator Republicans have labeled Democratic reform as a federal takeover of the election system. If we oppose the latest efforts, Schrumer has threatened to change Senate rules. Arizona Senator Kristen Cinema poured cold water on that idea when she delivered the speech Thursday opposing changes to the filibuster. While I continue to support these bills, I will not support the separate actions that worsen the underlying disease of division infecting our country, Cinema told the Senate floor. Martin Luther King III criticized Cinema's position on the 60-vote threshold and said history will remember her unkindly. It is a Jim Crow rhetoric 
his wife said of the filibuster history. It was used to block anti-slavery legislation. It was used to block anti-lynching legislation. It was used to block civil rights legislation. It was used last year just to block a voting rights debate. So how can the filibuster be seen as a procedure that is a light for freedom, peace, and justice? President Biden declared his support for the filibuster reform during a visit to Atlanta last week. He met with Senator Sinema and West Virginia Senator Joe McChin at the White House, but acknowledged he's not sure if voting rights legislation will get done. The Kings told CBS News that they had a a productive conversation with the president when he was in Atlanta. They declared they declined to say, excuse me, if the White House should pursue executive action if the measures fail, but believe that there are many options that could be considered. Dr. King would have turned 93 this year. His eldest son said that if he was still alive, he would be disappointed by the, the current impasse. Dad and his team created the climate for voting rights to have to, excuse me, Dad and his team created the, the climate for voting rights to have to be addressed. And so we're going to do whatever it takes, King says. Now this, they, you know what, let me just first say that there are some people who are on the front lines of this. And I would like to just say thank you to those who are out there daily trying to promote and advocate change in the, the, the political system. It it has to be extremely difficult, not only to sacrifice your time, excuse me, but to put yourself um, in a position to, and kind of in a line of fire, because, you know, it can get really extreme. People get arrested on these protests and and just not taking no for an answer because when Biden came into office, he signed off on the anti-hate act for the Asians. And, you know, that that for him to immediately sign off on that, but then we have things like fighting for um for legislation for voting and, and kind of making things harder for the African American community and people of color. It just, it's, you know, it just doesn't sit well with me. Again, I get out and I continue to vote. I understand why some people choose not to because some of these situations, you know, it just seems like we're not making progress, but we need to continue to put one foot in front of the other and continue to um, make strides in order to have a better future. We can't just give up, you all. We can't just sit around and say, well, you know, they're doing this and they're doing that. And so I'm not going to do this and I'm not going to do that. Like, we have to do something. We have to do something for ourselves. We have to do something for our children and the generations that are to come. When we're gone, you know, I think about that all the time. Like, what will the world look like for my great, 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 great grandchildren, you know? And so it's important that we have leaders and people who are willing to step up. And I think that this is great. I think it's great that his his son and his family are still, you know, fighting for the things that he believed in. And I wish them nothing but the best. I hope all the well for them and just keep moving because I'm not out there on the front line. So, again, I, I, I commend the people who 
who do these things and it's very important for our future. I, I continue to, to get out here and vote on a state and um, a national level because, you know, that's just my right. And people like Dr. King really, really did fight and die for me to even have that right. So even if you feel like your vote doesn't count, still do the research. And that's something that I have to get better with as well. In terms of the big elections, like the mayor and the things of that level, um, yes, I know about that. But there are a lot of people sometimes on the ballot that you don't know, you don't have information about, right? So you're voting for someone and you don't always know where they stand. And so I myself will be doing a better job with that in terms of voting, just getting the information on not only the, the big people that I know on the ballot, but everyone that's on the ballot and what they stand for. And actually, um, one of the, I grew up in a church, um, and the pastor of that church, he's retired. He anointed another person named Chris Butler. I saw that he's running for a Senate seat. So, of course, I would look more into, you know, what he has to say politically and what he would like to do politically. But I know him as a man of God, right? And so I think that, you know, that would be a good thing in terms of, um, actually trying to help and do something positive for the community, not it being about, you know, politics or, or power or money or, you know, whatever reasons people have for going into politics. I would like to think that most people want to affect change, right? But you never know what people's motives are. What I said that to say is I, you know, have an experience with him uh, personally outside of that, you know, he's a family man and things of that nature. And so I would just, you know, I did see that he was running for Senate. So congratulations to him. I hope the best. And again, like I said, for myself, for me, it would just be doing more research on everyone that is on the ballot and just having a better understanding and knowledge of that before I make a full decision. And you know, again, I encourage you all to vote here at Ace in the Place podcast. We know what our ancestors went through. We know what they went through for us to even have that right. So if for no other reason, get out there and vote because they expect you not to. Look, they put everything in place so that we don't. If you, if you only want to get out there and vote just because they think you won't do it, get out there and vote just because they think you won't do it. Whatever your reasoning is, um, let your voice be heard. Let your voice be heard. Okay, so on to another topic. Now, look, you all, I was not going to speak on this. And when I said I wasn't going to speak on this, I was not going to speak on this. So, Miss Portia Williams is back in the news. Oh, my God. So, Portia Williams is a, she's on Atlanta's Housewives, House, excuse me, Housewives of Atlanta. And she is. She is back in the news this week. Now, she actually just had a spinoff for Real Housewives of Atlanta. They did a spinoff with her. I have not watched her show. Now, here's what's funny. My DVR... Like, look, y'all laugh and I haven't even told you what's funny yet. So, my DVR, because I record Real Housewives of Atlanta, it had automatically started recording Portia's spinoff. And I'm like, what? Okay, whatever. So I tried to sit through like the first episode 
and I just couldn't get with it. Now, again, I'm one of those people like, I'm one of, the, excuse me, I'm one of those people where if you don't have anything nice to say, I kind of just leave it alone. And that's really why I haven't said too much about Portia. Um, but again, I, I, I haven't watched her show. So I'm not really sure what's going on with that. Now, Miss Claudia Jordan, who is another black woman who lives in Atlanta. These are so if you in Atlanta or you know people, you visited Atlanta, you might know these people from that platform. Again, these are celebrities in the reality world and things of that nature. So if you if you have no connection to the reality, you it's likely you don't know who they are. But again, these stories might be coming on your timeline or whatever. So Miss Claudia Jordan made some comments this week about Miss Portia Williams. Now they had a season together on Real Housewives of Atlanta. Claudia Jordan was on there for a hot second. Now here's what's going on with Portia. She again, she just started. Uh, she she just started the spinoff. She actually just came out with a book she was promoting a few weeks ago, and in that book she talked about a relationship with R. Kelly, which. Uh, you know, I found that weird. One, because like you've been silent about this, quote unquote. Now, I'm not saying it didn't happen. It, it, I'm sure it absolutely did. You know, I wouldn't, I'm not calling her a liar by any means. But what I find strange is she's been sitting on this encounter with R. Kelly this entire time. I mean, they literally had a trial. They've had surviving R. Kelly. You know, you're on social media talking about everything else but this, right? So now this encounter with R. Kelly comes out in the book. Okay, Portia. All right, we're not going to go over that. But, you know, now you want to speak on it. That's fine. What I did find a little bit that didn't sit right with me was she did an interview I believe it was with Tamara Hall and she was talking about how she's healed from that place that she was and she's grown from that woman that she was in terms of the things she was doing and allowing R. Kelly to do with her because it sounds like it was an off and on relationship like he just pretty much messed with her at his convenience with I mean you know celebrity I'm assuming that celebrities do that from time to time. But I'm not sure. And here's I'm gonna I'm gonna get to the comments that Claudia Jordan said, but I'm not sure that I believe, and this is just my opinion, I'm not sure that I believe that Portia has healed from certain things that she's encountered and dealt with in her life. And here's why I say why. Portia is one of those people that goes from men to men and jumps into things full for excuse me full force and very fast now i can i you know i'm on a, i'm not here to tell nobody how to live their life right but if you have a pattern of something in your life and it has not worked out the way you envisioned it to work out you're going to have to stop and look within yourself and figure out what that pattern is and that's a part of the reason that you know, part of one of the things I, I really try to go over and talk about a lot on this platform is whatever it is that you're struggling with in your life, it essentially goes back to you, who you are and the things that you've experienced in your life and the things that you haven't gotten over. So Portia has a history of jumping from man to man very quickly. She did it with the father of her child. And because I watch Real Housewives of Atlanta, I've seen her go through quite a few relationships just on the show. And I'm sure they're not showing us every dude she done been with, right? And so, you know, she jumps into things fast, full force, you know, 
yeah. So her baby daddy, Dennis, what happened was when she brought him on the show, a lot of the other women had already heard about him. I think Candy had a friend who had dealt with him. And so word was around about this guy from Jump Street, her her child's father is who I'm speaking of now. His name is Dennis. I don't know everyone's name. Her current fiance is uh I will have to get back to you on his name. So Dennis is her child's father. She jumped into the relationship with him very fast. She got pregnant right away. They got engaged right away, right? That's her MO. That's her that's her MO, literally. That's how I've seen that pattern with her. So if this is your pattern and okay, things didn't work out with the baby daddy. He cheated on her. They broke up. They got back together. They even got is it re-engaged? I would think so because I don't think he proposed to her again with the first ring. I'm not sure. But they made a big deal about them getting engaged again after they had broke up. They had their daughter. And then they got engaged again. So that relationship didn't work. And in the last season of Real Housewives of Atlanta, she was still kind of off and on with Dennis. Like she was, you know, kind of... Saying that they were hooking up, you know, but it was still some rocky times. So within a few months, literally a few months, she breaks things off with Dennis, her child's father, right? And she starts dating this new guy, supposedly, and she gets engaged to him right away within a few months like literally they go over the time frame it's within a few months so of course naturally when I saw that it was like a bunch of red flags for me personally because there's no way you can get out of a relationship it's not likely you can get out of a relationship with someone you've had a child with you've been engaged with right and be healed fully over that. Then you jump into a relationship with someone who has three failed marriages. In fact, it was said that he was not even divorced when he proposed to Portia. His divorce was not finalized at the time. So you have said, yes, I will marry this man who has three failed marriages underneath his belt. A divorce that's not even barely dry on paper yet. And you say, okay, cool. So all a lot of this just seems like a recipe for disaster to me off top. And I don't get, I guess because people are celebrities and they have money, you know, I don't get how we can't see that going into the situation initially. It, you know, it's like this might not be the best thing, right? I haven't fully healed from what I've been through. You haven't fully healed from what you've been through. So what that means and what that looks like is we take all our drama, all our baggage, all our issues, all our hurt, anger, and pain, and we bring it into the new relationship. And now the person that didn't cause most of that pain, that hurt, and that anger, but because you aren't healed from that, the new person, the person in the relationship now has to deal with that. And so... You know, in terms of Portia, again, I'm trying to backtrack. Claudia Jordan made some statements about what's going on with her. And what she said was, and this is quote, I think they're both so thirsty when she says they're they're both. She's referring to Portia's current fiance and Portia. I think they're both so thirsty and desperate for the attention, for the constant feeding of the ego that they're both that they'll both do anything to stay in the headlines, she said. Him getting a tattoo on his wide back or his shoulder 
wherever it was, her marrying this guy that had three other failed marriages and so quickly. It's obvious there are still some feelings for Dennis. You won't give back his robe. You don't want him to bring a date. And these emotions she's showing for him. I think she should have worked on the first, on that first before going into television and being solid with her man. You know what, Claudia? I agree. I agree. And I believe that her fiance is not over and healed from the things that he's experienced in his three failed marriages. Okay. He got some baggage that he bringing in this relationship too, but what he's willing to do is, Oh yeah, I'm going to get a tattoo, which is so, it's fun. It's funny. Cause it's just like, it's a pattern for Portia because Dennis, who is her child's father, he had a history of getting women's names tattooed on him too. Right. And everybody and the girls on the show were talking about that last few seasons ago. Like, girl, Dennis, he always get everybody name tattooed on him. And he probably got her name tattooed on him, too. So now you got multiple men walking around Atlanta with your name tattooed on him. Okay, Portia, we get it. You got some, some good cootie cat. If, if that's what that means. I don't know. But first of all, if someone gets their name tattooed on you cool but you know she's quick to put it on instagram with their rings like like this man getting this tattoo is supposed to prove to us that the relationship is real first of all you know it doesn't matter one way or another if the relationship is real to me i'm going over these things again because it's it's just what's being talked about and this is what's going on she has a new show i couldn't personally get engaged in the show because like i said it's a cycle with portia it keeps happening. And so I get bothered because it's like, okay, girl, when are you going to get it? When are you going to get it? So, you know, I wish the best for them. <laughs> I hope this situation works out. But what they said was not only, you know, I guess Claudia Jordan was making comments because there was some type of physical altercation that she had with Dennis. And, you know, all this kind of looks bad. All this looks really bad. And this is part of the reason why a lot of people don't like um, reality TV, right? A lot of people have strong uh, opinions about reality TV and, you know, rap music and things of that nature because it does influence people's minds. And, it, you know, some of the younger generation and even the older generation, not me personally, right? I watch these things for entertainment purposes. That's it. I don't need drama in my life and I don't want my life to look anything like any of these people, period. But I'm going over these things because, again, how many of us have you know, jump from relationship to relationship, right? Not understanding that we actually do need to take the time to ourselves to heal. We need that for us. And so we don't keep continuing to run into the same problems and keep hitting the same brick walls. And you know what that would have looked like for Portia if she actually knew better? Because she got on that show and was like, hey, you know, when she was talking about the R. Kelly situation, she's like, hey, you know, I'm grown now and you know i have so much of a better understanding and if that be so 
Portia. I'm not saying that what you're saying isn't true, but if that were so, to me, it would look like, you know what, I'm not going to jump into an engagement with this man right away. I'm not going to jump into marrying this man right away. Yes, I want to be a wife, but I want a sustaining, lifelong commitment with a good man. And I'm just, I can't be 100% sure that that's what you are right now. It's too soon. I haven't dealt with, and it's, it's evident. If you're getting to physical altercations with your baby daddy, that you're not in a relationship. I'm not saying getting into a physical altercation if you are in a relationship with him is okay. It's not. It's never okay for violence, period. Women shouldn't be hitting men and men shouldn't be hitting women. That's period. What I'm saying is, it's, 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 we know that when you're having a physical altercation and you're in a relationship, we know that the emotions are there. We know that you're possibly still in love with the person and things of that nature. When you're not in the relationship, you're supposed to release certain emotions and feelings from that person. And when you completely heal, you don't care about whether or not they bring a date to the wedding. You don't care about you know certain things when it comes to that person. So why are you indeed having a physical altercation with your baby daddy? Even if he says, something that was inappropriate you know out of line or whatever you have the choice to walk away you have the choice not to you know and and these women are you know people some people look up to them you know they are role models whether they want to be or not they are and I think that celebrities need to be very careful with what they ask for you want the money you want the bag and Claudia Jordan spoke on that too she's she what she said was Portia is really messing up her bag she's really messing up her money with the amount of like drama and stuff that's surrounding her because she's had fights with with women on the show but now you know you're having a physical altercation with your baby daddy so she's taking anger anger management classes and it doesn't really seem like she's really um growing and 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 doing a better job at the image that she's portraying not only for herself but for black women and so i i I want her to get it together i want her to get it together because she has young girls looking up to her she she might have some young some young boys looking up to her too in today's society however it is you know it's important that we we live our lives accordingly Especially, again, you want the bag, but just like, it's my life, I do what I want to do. Then that's fine, but understand that there are young women, and she has a daughter. So, you know, these things, these videotapes, these recording, these articles, she will be able to see, you know, hey, mommy was, you know, kind of wild. You know, and if you want better for your child, we have to set those examples. We can't just tell our children anymore, do X, Y, and Z. We literally have to show them. We literally have to change our lives and show them. This is how it needs to be done. So I am at my time for this week, you all. Thank you, thank you for coming here with me. I hope everyone has a good week. Be blessed, be safe. I love you guys. Peace.